Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Here we are again, another week of the Crescent Podcast, and I actually have a few other interviews that I could have shared today, but I had a topic that I've just been so excited about these last two weeks that I finally was like, I need to do a quick little solo episode on this because it's just so fascinating to me and has been so eye-opening for me, so... Today I'm going to be sharing what I've been learning over the last few weeks about emotions and trauma, subconscious beliefs, and how our body really holds on to those, and how that then plays out in our everyday life, as well as how that plays out in disease. So for any who don't know, in the middle of March, I received a positive breast cancer diagnosis. And I have since been going to the Center for New Medicine and the Cancer Center for Healing here in Orange County and seeing Dr. Keneally and working through a very integrative approach to addressing this cancer. And for anyone who is interested in listening to that solo episode, then I will definitely link that in the show notes. But, you know, it's been so amazing through this journey to learn about you know, all of the physiological components of cancer and disease. But what Center for New Medicine and Dr. Keneally are really adding to this story is how much emotions and how much suppressed emotions can really take a toll on our body. So a huge part of my cancer treatment is actually working through any suppressed emotions I may have. And uh, if I'm like anyone else in the world, we all, I believe, have many suppressed emotions, some that we may not even be aware of. But this journey has just been so wonderfully eye-opening and healing even in just the past few weeks as I've gone down different paths to really sort of uncover, dig up, past traumas, suppressed emotions, even generational traumas that I may have inherited, and then working through those in a verbal but also a very physiological way. So as of now, there's three things I'm actively doing to work on the emotional side of this disease. Number one is talk therapy, so just counseling. Number two is evox therapy, which I will get into a little bit more. And then number three is I am reading a book called The Body Keeps Score, and I will also link to that in the show notes. And each of these has just played such a critical role in really opening my eyes up to different things. And that's what I really want to dive into is what each of these has done for me up to this point and some of the other things that I'm going to begin to incorporate in this journey of emotional healing. 
Now, I have to admit, I have never actually been to a therapist of any kind at any point in my life. So this was and has been my first experience with talk therapy. And what I will say is that for me specifically, it has been a source of validation for my own process of analyzing myself and working through things. And in that sense, it has been very healing and really just feeling like there's someone here validating my feelings, the thoughts I'm having in regards to this and how I'm working through it. And I think talk therapy has a place in so many ways, but what I'm starting to learn is that trauma suppressed emotions have a very, very physiological effect on the body and the brain. And so we could spend years in talk therapy working through an issue and understanding exactly where that issue comes from. But if we are never on a physical level going into our body and healing the physical damage that has been done, we can really only get so far in that healing journey. And as I'm reading this book, The Body Keeps Score, the author is making it so clear that there are now with modern day technology and science so many options available to us to really heal our brains and our bodies on a physiological level. But I want to get into real quick how the author of this book explains what trauma and suppressed emotion can actually do to our bodies that really gets us stuck in these negative patterns. What Dr. Kolk, the author of The Body Keeps Score, explains is that traumatic experiences can often disrupt our internal alarm system so that after that traumatic experience, because our body is trying so hard to keep us alive, that internal alarm system gets a little messed up. Meaning, years later down the line, our body and our mind may still think we are in acute danger. And therefore, that alarm system inside is going off when it really shouldn't be. Or it's just going off all the time, meaning you're in a constant state of fight or flight. He gives a very clear example of this by referencing men who have been in war and been surrounded by fighting or attacking. In that moment, something like the sound of a bombshell or a gunshot could have signaled impeding death or danger. And so your body creates that alarm. But because of that trauma, when you're no longer in that environment, your body is so traumatized and your brain is so traumatized on a physiological level that any kind of sound that may trigger those feelings or those emotions that are similar to that traumatic situation will set off that alarm signal again, even if there's absolutely no danger at all. Another way that trauma might play out later on in life is if you had a situation where maybe you were attacked or just in a situation where you were very vulnerable and you fought and fought and fought and could not get out of that situation. And again, this can be acute where you were attacked or it could be something like chronic abuse as a child where you couldn't run from a 
parent or a guardian who was going to cause you harm. And so he explains basically the three things our sort of animal brain will do to protect us. Number one, it will jump into action to fight. If that doesn't work, it will look to flee from the situation. And if it cannot flee from the situation, it will freeze. And so oftentimes children or people who have been in situations where they tried to fight and they couldn't, they tried to flee and they couldn't, end up getting stuck in this state of freezing. And then later on in life, what that plays out is when their alarm system signals danger, they automatically go straight to that freezing situation and just shut down completely. And Dr. Kolk also goes on to explain many other ways that our physiology is affected by trauma. So for example, when they looked at the brains of traumatized people, what they saw is that Unfortunately, their brain never was able to extricate itself from that trauma. In other words, their brain isn't able to look at that situation as something that happened in the past and is over. Their brain gets stuck in thinking that the trauma is still ongoing. And so they're never able to really get out of that fight, flight, or freeze, and they're in this just constant state of unrest, feeling of danger, which again can lead to so many different things. He also points out that trauma can literally affect the amounts of hormones that our brain is producing. So because it may be stuck in this pattern of trauma, it may not be producing as much serotonin or dopamine and it's producing significantly higher amounts of cortisol and adrenaline, which again just creates this cascade of negative effects that especially going on long-term chronically will affect our everyday life, our ability to interact with other human beings and the physiology of the rest of our body as well. So I have to admit, I have been geeking out reading this book and learning the physiology of how trauma can affect our brains. But what I have to say is that it has been so freeing to learn this because as he explains in the book as well, mental health for a long time was really looked at as something of if you have this issue, that's just how you are. That's what you were born with and that's what you're going to have to struggle with the rest of your life. And great, now we have pharmaceutical drugs that you can take to help alleviate that, but you'll never really be able to cure it. And what he really is doing in this book is shining the light on the fact that that's really not true for the vast, vast majority of people struggling with mental health issues and trauma playing itself out in our everyday lives. For me, this really gave me permission to have so much more grace and compassion for myself because I've always been very aware of my tendencies and my patterning, but there's been a part of me that even understanding where that patterning comes from, I've always sort of thought, well, I understand that this You know, I do this because of this traumatic situation in my past, but that's, you know, it is what it is. And I'll just have to struggle with that sort of instinct for the rest of my life. And 
you know, beating yourself up for those things, wishing whatever happened in the past never happened, and really just feeling quite stuck. And I think much of the modern day rhetoric has been, you know, go to therapy, talk it out, understand the root cause to get some peace around it but you're always going to struggle with this or you're going to need to be in therapy for years and years and years to really ever work through this and even then you might not ever work through this or kind of on the flip side you know you're not able to overcome your anger issues or if you're not able to overcome some of these negative patterns in your life then you must just be lazy you must not actually want to get over these things and heal yourself and So it's really beautiful to hear someone in the mental health world step up and say, no, this is not the case at all. You can be doing your absolute best to heal these things by going to therapy and working on yourself. But again, if you do not fix that physiological trauma that has been done, you may never be able to heal this completely. But the moral of the story is that you can heal this completely. And for me, that is just like a wave of peace that washes over me. And towards the end of his book, he really details a large variety of different modalities you can use to address the physiological side of trauma, which I haven't read through all of it yet. So I will just share what I'm doing, which at this point is evox and talk therapy. And then potentially I will be going to do something called Saraset. But the commitment that I've really made to myself within these last few weeks is that I don't want to suppress any emotion anymore and I really want to use this year 2020 to release any and all trauma and emotions that I have held in up to this point in my life and rewire all of that negative patterning because I do not want to be fighting tooth and nail with these trauma patterns and suppressed emotions for the next, you know, 60, 80 years of my life, I am 100% ready to completely let them go. And I realize that that is not an easy or quick journey. It will be this whole year of whittling away little by little at all of these different things, bringing up very painful memories and experiences and letting my mind and my body fully feel whatever those emotional and physical sensations may have been related to that and just working through them one by one the tricky thing with emotional physical spiritual health is that there is no bypass there is no shortcut as much as you know marketers and companies would like us to believe that there's sort of a Uh, one-stop shop to fix all of our issues with this diet or this product or this one practice and so I'm seeing that there is no way to bypass emotional damage that may have been done or suppressed emotion that's down there I can't just uh, do one meditation and all of a sudden I'm healed I really need to do the work, go through the process. And it's a hard one and it can be a very painful one, but all of those feelings and emotions have to be brought up so that they can be released. 
right now what that looks like is doing this talk therapy, reading this book, doing my journaling, and then working with Center for New Medicine doing this Evox therapy, which I have been so ecstatic to share with everyone in my life because it has truly been so, so impactful. And it's a bit of a tricky therapy to describe, so I will do my absolute best, but I also am hoping to have one of the practitioners from Center for New Medicine on the podcast to really explain the science behind Evox and exactly how it works and what it's doing. But essentially at its base, what Evox is able to do is it is able to read the tones in your voice when you are speaking about a topic and chart what your underlying subconscious beliefs are in relation to that topic. And along with this, what Evox is also able to help bring to the surface is any generational patterning that you may have inherited from your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents. And this was actually fascinating to me because Dr. Keneally shared that we can actually hold physically in our DNA and ourselves trauma from nine generations in the past. So if we all just pause to think about that, every single one of us has had some amount of trauma that is enough for even just one person to handle. But if we're all walking around carrying the trauma of our mom, our dad, both of their parents, their great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents, it's no wonder we're under such a state of overwhelm. And the Evox helps to through using biofeedback, literally release that trauma from our bodies and rewire those parts of the brain so that it doesn't continue to repeat throughout our lives and so that we don't then pass those patternings on to our children. And I could talk about this Evox for an hour straight, but (laughs) I'll try to be succinct about it. So I did five different hour-long Evox sessions at Center for New Medicine, and each session was focusing on a different topic of my life. And at this point, I am just going to focus on sharing the generational patterning that I picked up from my mom and my dad. So day one of Evox, I sat down and with the headset on and my hand on the biofeedback sensor, she asked me to start explaining a little bit about my mom and her history and her past and just everything I really knew about her. And just from me speaking alone, the system is able to pick up underlying currents of subconscious belief and patterning related to my mother and my mother's side of the family. And then on day two of Evox, I did the same thing for my father's side. And I won't get too specific, but what I will say is one of the generational patternings that was passed on to me was the inability to speak my truth. And that's among several other things that was passed on to me generationally. But this one, I'm comfortable sharing because it is so, so, so relevant to me. I have always had such a hard time being just 110% myself around people. I've never 
wanted people to truly know me or see me. There's always been sort of a fear around being known and seen. And it just truly has been difficult to just say what is on my heart, particularly in situations where I felt like if sharing my true self was not going to be well received, I would not share myself because I just didn't want any kind of negative feedback. And right away, everyone is asking me, so do you feel like it has helped you speak your truth? And the answer to that question is absolutely. The best way that I can think to describe the effect that it's had is, let's say that the ability to confidently and calmly speak my truth to the people around me is like a plug and an outlet. And in order to be confident and calm and do that on a regular basis, the plug needs to be plugged all the way into that outlet. Well, for me, my entire life, it's felt like that plug has really only been halfway plugged in. And so I just, I've never really had the full resources and ability to do that to my highest potential. And after this Evox, it feels like the plug has been plugged in. And so, yes, maybe I still have those habits because they've been going on for so long, but it feels like that wire in my brain has been corrected. That plug is fully plugged in and I have all this energy and commitment to speaking my truth. And it really does feel exponentially easier to do so. And even within the last few weeks, people have noticed that I'm just being so much more upfront and straightforward and just saying what's on my mind when I maybe normally wouldn't have. And not in a brash, sort of blunt kind of way, but just sharing myself with people more. And it has been really neat to see my friends and family's reaction and that they themselves can actually see that change in me. The other thing that I wanted to point out in relation to this generational patterning and the release or the rewiring that Evox can do for you is it can allow you to release trauma that you have been carrying that was passed on to you from your parents, your grandparents, etc. And I have to say, this was also something that I, on a very physical, visceral level, felt happening. During one of my Evox sessions, I had a very, very clear visual come to my mind as my eyes were closed and I was doing the biofeedback. And the visual was that I was hiking up this hill and I had this huge, massive backpack on my shoulders and it was so heavy and I'd been carrying it my whole life. And finally, what the Evox helped me realize was I lifted that huge, heavy backpack off to the side and it was this dirty, grungy, run-down backpack full of 100-pound rocks. And I lifted it off to the side and looked at it and for the first time in my life, I realized this is not mine. This isn't my burden to carry. This isn't my trauma to carry. And I let it go. And in my mind, I saw that bag fall to the ground and this huge weight release from my shoulders as I completely let go of 
that generational trauma that had been passed on to me. And then it was so beautiful because, again, still just in the, you know, imagery of my mind, I saw just a little backpack on my shoulders. And it was actually a really cute, colorful backpack. And I picked that up and held it off to the side and realized that rather than a thousand heavy rocks inside, there was actually only about 10. And all of a sudden I looked at it and I said, okay, this is mine. This is the trauma that I actually experienced in my own lifetime that I need to begin to work through. And the beauty of it was looking at that little backpack versus the 300 pound grungy backpack, all of a sudden the weight of this little guy felt so much more manageable. It was like all my life I had been sifting through this bag of thousands of rocks and these rocks really represent issue and trauma and emotion that hadn't been addressed or processed and all my life I had just been sifting through them you know knowing that I needed to process them but feeling so overwhelmed because there were thousands of them and where do I even begin how do I start sorting through all of this and so when I let all of that go to the side and I picked up my little bag of rocks and trauma and emotions all of a sudden I was able to lay out just 10 little rocks in front of me and look at them and say, okay, this I can address, this I can handle, and this is manageable. And, you know, I picked up one and I said, I'll start here (laughs) and let's get to it. So on both an emotional and a physiological level, this e-box has already been so incredibly impactful for me. I have been telling every single person about it and it's something I would recommend everyone do at some point in their life if not you know sort of on a yearly basis just to check in with things that they want to help release and let go on a subconscious level and that's really the gist of where I'm at right now with this I originally was thinking that I would do one long episode on all of this you know at the end of the year after I had really worked through some serious shit (laughs) But it truly has just been so impactful for me already. And I've been so inspired by it and passionate about it that I just couldn't hold it in. I had to share even this little bit already. So I really hope that, you know, sharing this little piece of my journey has been expansive for you, inspiring for you, maybe helped open your eyes to something that you hadn't seen. But most of all, I really hope that it gives you, as it's given me, permission to have that compassion and that grace with yourself and realize that yeah maybe I do have these things because of something or some things that happened in my past but I have the opportunity to completely heal from this and that it will be my own journey whenever I'm ready to get to it and if you do I would absolutely love to hear about it. I hope you guys like these smaller, quicker little solo episodes. I really enjoy getting to share a look into my personal life and just the thoughts I'm having, the things I'm working through on a much deeper level. It makes me so fulfilled to share this journey with you. 
So until next Friday, have an amazing weekend, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.